Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Four Guys Talking, your favorite pop culture podcast. And your hosts of Four Guys Talking this week and every week are... Hey, everybody. Sometimes you want to go listen to a podcast where everybody uh, tells you their name. So we'll do that once again now. Mine is Dave. Hey, guys. uh, My name is Kevin. Uh, Thanks for joining us this week. Um, But this week, I would like you to think me more like Michael Jordan and especially the mid-90s Bulls. (laughs) Paul here. And friendly reminder, you can be anything. And my name is Scott, and I wish my license plate said fresh and I had dice in the mirror. But alas, we can't have everything we want in life, but we can talk about the best TV theme songs here on Four Guys Talking. As a reminder, we drop new episodes every Wednesday, so be sure to find us on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear and want to support the four guys, do us a favor and subscribe. And if you're looking to keep your ear to the grindstone and tell us where we've gone wrong on the PPR, give us a follow at Four Guys Talking on Twitter and Four Guys Podcast on Instagram. Keep your ear to the grindstone, the grindstone, the grindstone, the grindstone, the grindstone. Keep your ear to the grindstone. All right, everybody. Welcome back to uh, the pod. Another week of clownish discussion, of course. As always, we love to kick off every episode with a, a little little topic that kind of is thematic to everything uh, that we're going to be talking about on this week's episode. And we're going to be talking TV theme songs. And uh, this is kind of a full circle moment for us because one of the ver- the very first episode, I should say, of Four Guys Talking, we talked about, we discussed and argued best what was it? The, it was best, best TV com- shows. Coming was, of age. Coming, coming of age, age TV like, shows. There was definitely a, <laughs> I got an you, brother. point there. Yeah. And that was the Wonder Years. That was actually, the Wonder Years was the grindstone for that. It was and the then, announcement of the reboot that it was going right. to happen. Yeah. And so here we are. The announcement of the reboot occurred uh, some time ago. Uh, but most recently, the reboot premiered. The pilot Reboot, episode, it, it rebooted. Yes. Yep. Um, the Wonder Years on ABC, the reboot of it, uh, just premiered, and we decided that we would all take a take a gander and watch the episode. So, what were your guys' thoughts? What were your reactions? Let's kick it off there. I think you succinctly said it best in our group chat, Scott. It was a oh, yeah. it, was, it was a nice pilot. Yeah. It was I, nice. I yeah I I didn't think it was anything great um i think it's really tough for the show and i mean obviously i think all of us are probably gonna keep watching but to have the weight of the original i think that's that's really tough so it's unfair for anyone that had watched grew up with loved the original to watch it and kind of not compare it i think it it's probably a good thing that it didn't seem like it was a a cut and paste by any means there's definitely originality to it but um whether it's the nostalgic factor of growing up with it i I don't think it had the charm, uh, the heart of the original pilot, which I think is probably one of the best pilots in TV history for, for my money's worth. So um, it, was a, it was a fine pilot. <laughs> it was a nice pilot. Yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty good um, assessment. There's, it's only a half-hour show. Um, so obviously there's, we probably have to look at the season as a whole to see, you know, where, how good it will be. 
Um, but for me, when I'm, when somebody recommends a show, if I'm not into, that's why they call it the pilot, right? If I'm not into it in the first like 10 minutes, I'm like, all right, I'm never going to watch the show ever again. I didn't necessarily get that, that vibe. It was, it was nice. Um, uh, Don Cheadle was a good narrator. I thought, Agreed. I thought yep. that was pretty good. Not Daniel um, Stern, but good. Yeah. But I agree. I, I do think you're right on the money, Paul, and it is a good thing. It's not copy and paste. And I think that's obviously for the best. And it would make sense because it, it has nothing to do with um, a family from Long Island. Mm-hmm, they yeah. are. Where are they? Are they? Is it they are in Georgia or is it Birmingham, Alabama, Alabama, Birmingham, I believe. Alabama. Yeah. Because I yeah. talked about Auburn. Um, oh, is that? I, I yeah, mean, I think there's yeah. a sign by the baseball field, too. Yeah, yeah. I. I thought once you got past the exposition mm. i thought it was it was it was actually pretty solid i thought the what i say like the first i thought the first half of the episode like was was just trying to find its way a little bit i thought it kind of picked up um in the in the second half and in you know the first first 10 minutes i was sort of like man this is this is this is fine you know uh wasn't actually sure if i was actually going to tune back into it uh at that point but really enjoyed the the sort of the second half of of the episode itself and especially i thought the ending was, was pretty good um and sort of could could definitely vault towards um a more meaningful arc um once you get all the introductions out of the way um the kid is charming the kid is super charming um Agreed. which is is probably the most important part ej williams show yeah um you know he's probably the the most important that's that's what's going to sell the show that's what's going to make or break the show um for the for the most part um you know uh julie hill uh, i thought was really good as the dad um uh be cool this is kind of a, a fun little line that it, i imagine is sort of a, a one that's goes throughout the uh the show shout out it's charlie so, from the west wing yeah 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 um, so yeah, I, I sort of thought there's, uh, some of that stuff was good and some of the, the race relations stuff. I thought they handled that pretty well. Um, and obviously ending the way they ending on the note they ended on, um, certainly, yeah. you know, uh, sets up to go, to go further, um, exploring that whole idea. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought it was good, good, especially the second half, first half, again, it wasn't, I wasn't sold on it, but as it, as it continued, um, uh, the more sold, I guess I got on it. Nice. Yeah, I liked it. I actually, I, I think I might have been even um, more positive on it than you guys. I thought uh, one of the most important elements of a pilot is just sort of getting a feel for the casting and seeing if you want to spend time with, you know, the people they put in these roles. And I thought not only the the main cast, the the central family unit and the uh, the new Kevin Arnold, whose name escapes me. I'm so bad with names. Um, <laughs> Dean Williams. Dean 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 Williams. Okay. So the Dean Williams kid and, but like the people on the periphery too, the kid who's his uh, crush and his baseball coach and his uh, Jewish friend there that, I don't know, they all seem pretty endearing. And I feel like I, you know, would enjoy spending time with this cast, which is half the battle. Um, And going back to something we discussed in our first episode, sort of like talking through whether we would be down for this remake. I did like that. It wasn't, you know, a one-to-one shot-for-shot remake by any means. Um, they're not just like transplanting this story down south <laughs> with a different set of characters. Um, I think that was kind of interesting. I think there was a misdirect, for li- lack of a re- better word, when they introduced the fact that the older brother was in Vietnam. And of course, um, right. you know, the, yeah. the pilot of the Wonder Years. Um, oh my gosh, Winnie. No I almost couldn't remember Winnie's name. <laughs> can I spoil? I think I can spoil the OG. Yeah, you could. I guess you could. Spoil yeah, it. I think it's okay. Fast, huh? 
when he's when, when his older brother you know dies in vietnam in the in the pilot of the original and you know you almost think that's going to be the the flashpoint of dramatic tension in this pilot to uh maybe a death overseas but obviously that's not the case we don't hear much uh, else about the brother at least so far um but of course we get the news of king's assassination at the end of the yeah, pilot i think there might have been a little misdirection with um Dean and the first friend that they introduced, you kind of think that's going to be the Kevin and, and Paul relationship. And then what happens at the end, it's nope, probably not going to be best friends after uh, that, that incident. So right. that, was, that was interesting I mean, too. I guess we won't fully there. spoil that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's very different from the original pilot too, in terms of uh, the romantic angle and how that plays out. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the, for the most part, I mean, they just took the name, right? I mean, that's sort of what they did. Everything else for the most part is different, you know, except for, you know, the, uh, the era, I suppose, but the era and the name, I mean, they, everything else is, and it's a coming of age story. Um, That's, yeah. And it's the it's, look uh, and the feel and the narration and the in music the style of, really. yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah, but it's a, but it's a, I would say it's like for the most part, a completely different story, mm-hmm. which is, yes. which is, you know, I think super important um, to keep it interesting and to keep it fresh. Um, yeah. I, I was encouraged. I was encouraged, um, especially since pilots of, you know, um, not every great show has a great pilot. Uh, I know Scott, you mentioned, um, how you, if you're not into it, the first 10 minutes, you sort of, uh, back away. I sort of am a little bit of the opposite in a sense. Like I like to give, give shows, um, a couple episodes to try to find their legs a little bit. Cause I know how, how tough that can be. And a lot of shows mm-hmm. evolve for the better after the pilots. And so, um, yeah, interested to see where this goes. One last thought on the style and feel of the show. Yes, I could be remembering this incorrectly. I almost want to go back and watch the OG uh, pilot. For the, I watched it today. If you have questions, <laughs> you did. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell me this: the original Wonder Years had a lot of pauses, didn't it? Like, I feel like the pacing. There were always these like long shots of Kevin Arnold just like looking and emoting, and like these. I don't know. There was a lot of space, and I just thought it was interesting stylistically how that isn't the case in shows anymore. They don't, uh, I feel like the script for this pilot was probably like three times as long as the script for the original. There was a lot crammed in there uh, dialogue wise. Um, it was just an interesting kind of, uh, to me, yeah. uh, difference in terms of the, the pacing and the feel. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably true. Um, there are also that the family dynamic of the Arnold household is a lot, a lot of quiet space within the house. So any of those scenes were mm. definitely different, differently paced. Mm. Now, they didn't really um, have a theme song. Usually pilots don't o- do the opening credits. Are we curious as to, like, are they going to pick a real song from that era to be their their theme song? Is it just going to be the dad song? As, like, I, was, an original? <laughs> I was waiting for that until it just dropped, like, the, um, yeah, the, the whatever, the black the title screen, basically. Yeah, 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 the title card. Yeah, so that's an interesting question. I imagine that they kind of have to, <laughs> they don't have to, I suppose, but you'd think that yeah. they'd want to do something in the way of a tribute to the original show and a a classic theme but i don't know we'll say it's a good question just uh go ahead just use the sam cook song at the end make that i mean that's i mean then they started playing sam cook yeah yeah that was fun was that Um, the sam cook version by the way i was trying to figure out it didn't it sounded different to me and i wanted to like look it up i looked up after and i found like an otis redding version that thought it might have been i wasn't sure oh it could have been curious if you guys noticed it did that's... sound different it did sound different to me so i, I just this, that song is always the sam cook song to me so i just sort to of, me uh, too that's why i was a yeah, little sort confused. of assumed but somebody yeah. fact check us please <laughs> K- 
can can I make a a, a remarkably uh, snobby comment that has nothing to do with the show, but of network television? Sure. Oh boy. So I I small confession. I DVR'd that and waited to like eight forty five, and I was done by nine oh three. Who can sit and watch shows like this anymore with these freaking commercials? The, the commercials are so they're too long. They're too long. I, yeah. I have no interest anymore. Like it's I, insane how I long. I did watch it live, but I'm usually a DVR guy. Yeah, that's no, not, ne- there not it is. Ever. You don't have the tolerance for the pacing of the old Wonder Years with the pauses and the commercial breaks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. I love Sorry, it. I was going to say something else. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> I don't want to. Go- this is our this is our season finale. Let's not get canceled if we want to uh, come back for season three. <laughs> watch. I watched it on Hulu this morning, so I don't have much uh, much yeah, to add. Yeah, I mean. There's no way I'm ever going to actually ever watch a show and tune into it on on premium where there's no commercials. Yes, but not on. No. Who's got the time? Anyway, it's <laughs> got the time. Oh, my God. Uh, Scotty, we're going to we're going to rate off it? my lawn. Sorry. Go ahead. Before we move on to the PPR, yes. we're going to we're going to give our ratings of the, the pilot. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, ha- so, uh, Paul, ha- ha- how do you want to frame this? So we're, we're going to give it it's it's Jets Letterman jackets. Yes. Zero okay. to 100 Jets Letterman jackets mm. in honor of Kevin Arnold. So I'll start then. Um, I think I think I will give it 72 Jets Letterman jackets. My initial thought is. Is it 1969 the last time the Jets won? Uh, but it's better. I was going to say like 77. I think it's a solid seven. I could even be nudged into the eights, but I think it was, it's worth the watch. My brain was going the same way you were, Scott, but I was going to go with the year the original Wonder Years debut, ah, 1988. Okay, baby. There you go. Strong B. Plus. Um, yeah, it's probably. 70 75 letterman jackets for me somewhere in somewhere in that range um certainly worth turning into it again you know like with a lot of shows once you get past like the the needed context which i found a little slow but necessary obviously you got to know who these people are um and but once you got kind of past that i felt like the show sort of picked up which i think is promising i think it's a promising sign i'm interested to learn more about these characters and and the older sister given what they yeah. kind of were 100 percent yeah her. like i'm very the older brother i'd like too. to see where this goes yeah yeah sure. awesome well uh so while we can't we, we've just gave our ratings for that pilot so everybody tune in and we can't really comment on this new reboots theme song because we we don't know what it is yet <laughs> we certainly can discuss and debate what we feel are the best tv theme songs and that's coming up on the ppr it's outrageous egregious preposterous 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 Ta-da! Letter P. Letter P. You know what this letter here is? The capital letter R. Got that? P. P. R. The power is yours. It's definitely preposterous. All right, everybody. It's now time for our favorite part of the podcast, the preposterous power ranking, better known as the PPR. For the uninitiated, here is how the PPR works. The four guys settle on a topic for the episode, and this week's topic is best TV theme songs. And each one of us has submitted what we think is the best TV theme song, and we're ready to stake our pride and our reputations on those choices. We're all then going to vote, giving three points to the best choice, two points to the next best choice, and one point to the third best. The four guys are gentlemen, of course, and gentlemen do not vote on their own selection. 
The winner of the PPR will then strut his stuff into the winner's circle, though it's not always an easy trip up that mountain of glory. But as a parting gift, the winner will get the final say in the episode and play us out with a song he thinks best sums up our chat today. And this is an important one, ladies and gentlemen, because this is our season two finale. Finale. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Paul, why don't you just give us a, a little bit of an update here? Um as to the scores table, and then maybe we're going to make this interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. Um, so the roller coaster has uh, halted, mm. I think. So, David, you are in fourth place in the finale as we come to a close at 26 and a half points for season two. Mr. Dugan, 36. Scott Thomas O'Donnell, 41. And I'm riding at the top. Unless something crazy happens with 44 and a half. Let's wrap Could it up. Could something gentlemen. crazy happen? Let's hope yeah, not. I think, <laughs> I think what Scott was referencing is the fact that given how we score the pod, unless we changed something today, everything's locked. The roller coaster is, as you said, Paul, uh, come to a, come to a stop, but we, we run the roller coaster. That's we right. can fire that thing back up again. I, I sent to our, our group text earlier today. I said, should we make the final episode? Uh, you know, it, like in a game show where they always want there to be suspense and just stack it with extra points, 500 points for the winner. Mm. Uh, and Paul, you shut that down real quick. You said, uh, <laughs> I'm willing to make it like a true daily double. I'm, I'll risk all my points. Oh, we could wager. Is that possible? Oh, oh my God. What is this, like Joey show bamboozled? <laughs> the rules just constantly changing. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't change. I no, won't. No, no, no. Uh, I'm in last place. I recognize that I, uh, you know. I might feel differently if I was in your space, uh, buddy. So we'll just we'll just uh, play this out for the love of the game. That's right. And maybe uh, maybe end on a, a nice final note, Dave. You never know. Yeah, we're playing for pride and draft picks. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, pride and draft picks. It's a re- <laughs> Dave, it's fine. It's a, it's a rebuilding year. That's all it is. That's right. It's Amen. Just, Amen. Just a rebuilding year. <laughs> oh, we're gonna come wow. back stronger than ever next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get this PPR started. Guys, gentlemen, sometimes you want to watch a show where everybody knows the lines, especially the lines to the show's theme song, a a show that helps you laugh and feel good. And this classic TV show about a bar in Boston has one of the all-time classic theme songs complete with a beautiful piano arrangement. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? And Dave, as the loyal son of Boston that you are, it should come to no surprise, though this is an excellent choice, um, that you selected Cheers and Cheers' theme song. Tell us why you picked it. Sure. Well, you know, as we wrap up the second season, I really, I just wanted to get one more Boston Homer pick in Under the Wire. And, uh, you know, to explain for anyone who happens to be tuning in for the first time, seems unlikely, but, uh, or, you know, to recap for the few, the proud, 
our loyal listeners. I, I am from Boston. Yes, I love Boston. And in PPRs of episodes past, I've made cases touting the greatness of everything from The Departed to New Kids on the Block to my hate for the LA Lakers to my love for Celtics legend Tommy Heinsohn from David Ortiz to Dunkin' Donuts. And today, uh, yes, I want to argue that the best TV show theme song of them all is from the most Boston sitcom of them all. Cheers. But there's a difference between my pick today and all those other Homer picks I just mentioned. And that difference is that today, guys, my pick is going to win. That's right. I'm just going to speak it into existence. You fellas are going to give me three points each for where everybody knows your name. The Cheers theme song as the goat today. And maybe you need a little like external validation before you do that. So if you do, if you need that little bit of healthy uh, peer pressure, I've got it for you. In a um, 2011 reader's poll in Rolling Stone, uh, where everybody knows your name was voted the best television theme song of all time. And in 2013, no less than the editors of that most venerable institution, the TV Guide, gave it the very same uh, crown. And it's just sort of self-evident, I think, why this is just a damn good one-minute flat of music and lyrics. But to break it down a little bit, uh, first, musically, I just love uh, the opening notes of this song, those bright, tinkling piano chords. And I know we will have just, you know, like played that for our listeners after your intro, Scott, but I'll, I'll try to reproduce them again right now. Ready? Okay. Dun, 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 it's so much more charming on piano, but they exude uh, warmth and they exude comfort and they just kind of like, they snap you into a good feeling, don't they? And, and I think that's something a good TV show theme song should do in some shape or form. If it's really effective, it should kind of trigger like a Pavlovian response, you know, ring a bell and the dog salivates and you play those opening notes of the Cheers song and you just, you get a good, clean, burning, relaxed feeling, uh, which is exactly what you want for a sitcom that is like the definition of feel good, comfort food TV. Uh, so musically, the song hits a home run within the first like six seconds. Let's be real, guys. It's three points worthy uh, before the lyrics even kick in. Uh, but before we get to the lyrics, I, I want to make a small confession. Are you ready, guys? This is going to seem like a tangent. I know I have a penchant for tangents. Uh, <laughs> as a small child, I was not always very bright. Uh, for example, I may or may not have at some point as a very small child thought that I lived in England. That's a fun fact. Have I ever told you guys that before? I, I feel like... Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> Fun fact, I feel like one of my earliest memories, I don't know how old I was, I must have been very, very small, was mentioning like in passing at my family dinner table that we lived in England. And my parents just being like abjectly horrified that they had failed on the most basic level to like anchor my existence in the world geographically. But I like wasn't discerning enough to differentiate between like New England, okay. a label, you know, I heard all the time okay. on local commercials, right? And, and the pro football team, of course, and England, the country. Yeah, we declared independence from like 200 plus years before I was born. But similarly, as a small child, I genuinely thought Cheers was a period piece that took place like 100 years ago or something. Because if you'll recall, during those iconic tinkling piano chords at the start of where everybody knows your name, there the accompanying visual on the opening credits for Cheers, it's, it's footage of the Cheers bar on Beacon Hill in Boston, shot from the opposite side of Beacon Street. But with but once the chords finish, the shot like freezes and it bleeds into that artwork of the same like tableau, but with the horse-drawn carriage and ladies in big flowing dresses. 
Um, and the rest of the opening credits are just still shots of like old timey artwork of old timey looking Bostonians in theoretically, I guess, the Cheers bar. And just like I wasn't discerning enough to differentiate, you know, New England and England, I wasn't discerning enough to recognize, yeah, the show itself, which my parents watched and I sort of half watched regularly, uh, was clearly set in the then present day of the 80s and early 90s. There was a television in the bar and Kevin McHale stopped by one time. Anyways, I, uh, <laughs> I bring this up. I make this digression because I think it's pretty funny how uh, dumb we can all be as kids, first of all, but also uh, because what I misunderstood on a very basic level as a child, uh, the images accompanying the song before Cheers, I, I now feel like I, I deeply appreciate as an adult because lyrically, the theme here is timeless. Uh, the first lyrics here might say that making a way in the world today, specifically today, takes everything you got, but guess what? Making your way in the world, you know, took everything you got yesterday, too, when there were horses and carriages, and so, too, will it tomorrow. And wouldn't you like to get away? Of course we would. Sometimes we all do. Whether that be, you know, heading on down to the uh, local neighborhood bar, as is, as, as is in the, uh, the case in the show, or, you know, be it watching a show like Cheers. That's right. I think this is, like, the only TV show theme song that I know of that functions as a commentary on the feeling of both the show itself and, like, in a borderline postmodern way on the process of, of watching it. You want to go, guys, where people know people are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Simple and deep, those lyrics are, fellas. And I would, I would really appreciate it if you would prove to me that those lyrics are not only simple and deep, but they're true. People are all the same, and we all know that the Cheers theme song is the GOAT. Isn't that right, good sirs? What do you got to say? Uh, I truly want to give you a demerit just for a very confusing tangent that I had no idea where you were going. <laughs> with that being said, I'll be nice. We're in the finale. I'm going to lock in my three points. I'm not going to play games. Hey! It is a three. Um, I think uh, in the Pantheon, a drink, I suppose, Pantheon of pop culture. I think this this is truly the go. I, I think we've had a bunch of topics in the last two years where we've either intentionally or not not included probably like the best in whatever category we we're talking about but i think this is truly the greatest tv theme song i don't even think you really need to watch the show or have watched the show i i haven't seen every episode i watched it you know a bit when it was probably nick at night i guess indicated when we were kids or whatever but it doesn't matter like the show is it's a great show but i don't even think it matters like theme song is just iconic it stands by itself the opening piano the lyrics everybody at our age kind of wants to have a cheers bar of their own it's just it resonates through time so deserving three buddy great pick the goat oh thank you so far so good with the speaking it into reality what do you what do you guys got for me scott and kev uh three points my friend hey uh um, you're right. The dun 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 da 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 da, and then like the little bring, like that little yes. sprinkle. You know that little. Uh, what on, is that on the piano? It's I don't it's, even know. That's the piano too, I guess. Right? I guess Just... it's like the rightmost keys of the piano. Yeah. And I know, uh, obviously, we're talking theme songs, um, and so it's it's audio. But I think you're a hundred percent right. Like I cannot, I cannot disassociate the Cheers song with without seeing the old timey like that awesome really cool really unique kind of title sequence um 
Uh, and you know, like when it, and like in the Woody days, I mean, it, like I, I could picture the old timey guy when it was Woody Harrelson. Right. And like, you know, like, like all the different characters that happened in the 19th century that are still bar flies in the 20th century. I, it's awesome. Go Just ahead. to elaborate on my childhood confusion. I had some like vague idea that they, these might be like based on real people. <laughs> it seems like it. The people in the photographs. Yeah. But yeah, they do match it up kind of nicely with similar archetypes really cool yeah um uh, you get three for me dave as oh well. so wow that gamble paid off going out on a high note for sure um yeah i this is one of those shows where um i knew the theme song before i i knew the show um sure i, I vaguely remember my parents having it on when i was uh, you know in my my teens as you guys know uh, at that point um but uh <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's just like it's just it's so catchy and it's such like a good like the the vocals are just so like laid back and sort of like um effortless i guess it's just like that sort of like nice like sort of like sunny day sort of uh vocal there that just sort of like brings it all home um and uh yeah 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 i actually don't love cheers i think as much as the other folks on this pod um the, the, sh the show went on for way too long um but uh it's uh, a great theme song nothing against you know uh not gonna hold uh the show against the theme song i suppose so three points for me confession i actually i cheers is one of those shows i like in theory more than i like in practice if that makes sense i uh yeah it's it's sometimes got a low batting average from from time to time <laughs> it's one of those seasons where looking back at that cast too like you kind of want it to be better than it is because mm. like it's like that cast is loaded and you just want to yeah. like oh going back and watching it's like oh there's and there's certainly some gems uh, don't get me wrong and there's certainly some some fantastic episodes but like consistently yeah it's yeah Sorry. the early ones are great with like Coach yeah and everybody yeah. and uh shelly long and stuff but but we're as you said, Kim, we're not holding the, not holding the yeah, not the, uh, the show against the song. So look at you, right. man. Should we just end it right now, Dave? Should we just end this? I don't know. I just want to thank you guys for right not to the winner's circle like a, <laughs> for not making me look like a real asshole by saying I was gonna win <laughs> and then letting me lose. So thank you. Well, you curse, so now we have to actually take points off ah. because we lost. Ah, I'm just kidding. All right, let's move on. So nine points, but let's see if anything fluctuates. Although Paul said he's uh I'm locked in, baby. You're locked in and loaded. All right. Well, let's see what other Let's see where the dice fall for everybody else. Um, gentlemen, it's not every day an orchestral song without any words becomes an iconic earworm. Add in the intensity and anticipation of professional hoops, and you have one of the all-time classic TV theme songs. You're welcome, NBC. And Kevin, yeah, uh, I'll forgive the baseball reference, uh, uh, but you threw us a little bit of a curveball, maybe, perhaps. But maybe your argument yeah. will, will be uh, will bring us back uh, to center. I'm not sure, but you picked round ball rock. Sure did. Sure uh, did. The NBA on NBC, and uh, tell us why. 
Well, it's I mean it's a, it's a fantastic song, um, and it hits me right in the nostalgia, um, and that's why it's such like a, a big song for me. So you know, growing up watching the NBA um, on NBC again, it was at that point it was I believe the only place to watch the NBA except maybe Turner towards the end. Um, I think had some of those games, but that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to watch the games. I wanted to watch the NBA, and and nothing uh, nothing signified it got me more excited for the game than hearing round ball rock guys it's an incredible song um it gets it starts it starts high goes higher um as as barney stinson's i think uh said about the ultimate new year's eve playlist on an episode of higher much your mother the best playlist guys are all rise all rise <laughs> and this song is all Except rise. that playlist was all bon jovi nobody wants yeah, that. yeah no one no one wanted that. the playlist he actually came up with was not very good uh but th- unlike this song which is fantastic uh also composed by John Tesh, which I always find uh, pretty hilarious because um, at that point in my life, I knew John Tesh as the co-host of Entertainment Tonight because um, my mom would very much love Entertainment Tonight. And I knew nothing about him other than he was this guy that was on that show um, and had no <laughs> idea he was actually like a, a concert pianist and like a pretty well-known composer at that point um, and had no idea. Uh, so that's a, like a fun fact. Also a fun fact is how the song was written. I don't know if you guys know the story at all about how round ball rock was written. So uh, Mr. Tesh is, is over in France um, covering the tour de France. And he gets, uh, he gets word that NBC is looking for a new theme song for the NBA. And they asked him to come up with something to, to see if there'll be a fit uh, for this. And so Tesh in a French uh, hotel room in, in, in Southern France um, actually um, sits up from his bed with this like the song more or less f- like fully formed in his mind, but he can't find uh, paper and pen, and so he calls his house and in Los Angeles, and leaves himself a message and kind of hums the song, uh, how he thinks it's going to go over his answering machine, um, and it, he he tells the story and he, it's pretty it's pretty funny because he he like he's like. Do you ever leave a, have you ever left a message to yourself? It's kind of weird. Like, hey, self, it's it's me. Um, and we, we had this idea for for this song. Um, so <laughs> here it is. And he kind of goes, he kind of like, you know, plays around with the song and, ex- and explains it obviously in words. But um, I find that very sort of charming in the way that that this song was created. Um, also, uh, I don't I don't believe any other songs on on this particular list have been sampled by Nelly. In a, in a great song, Heart of a Champion, fantastic song uh, by Nelly, and uh, samples this uh, to, to great effect, I might add. And also, guys, this song, out of all the, the theme songs we're going to talk about today, and granted, it's not part of a television show, but uh, it aired the most, um, 12,000 times. 12,000 times. Wow. Um, it's a lot of times, guys. A lot of times for Round Ball Rock. Um, and again, just to go back to why I why this is the pick for me, and granted, it's a curveball, and granted, I don't think I'm going to win today um, or come particularly close, but uh, it's the nostalgia, guys. Like, nothing brings me back to that simpler time watching those games in the mid-90s when the NBA was king um, with that theme song. It just brings you, brings you right back to a place in time. Um, and for me, that's... Uh, that's pretty damn cool. And that's why I, uh, that's why I'm all about the, uh, the Mr. Tesh's uh, round bar rock. Also an SNL skit going back to one of our previous episodes as well. But uh, I will let you guys 
lead the discussion from here, but I hope you guys liked it. Just like Scott, an episode or two ago, you stole my joke. I was going to say I prefer oh. the version with the lyrics, but <laughs> alas. Basketball. Give me the ball. If yeah. anyone's not familiar, look it up. The, the SNL sketch with Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis is, is very funny. Uh, Vince Vaughn was the, the host that week. But, Kevin, it's a good pick. Um, I want to make a, a basketball analogy because it's not a curveball, like you said. It's something uh, – uh, a spiked uh, bounce pass, perhaps? I'm not sure, but something along those lines. Regardless, it is an earworm for sure. It's It'll probably. <laughs> it, <right>. There we <laughs> go. Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, it'll probably be in my head the rest of the night while I'm editing this, which is fine because it's a great song. With that said, uh, I don't think it has the reach pop culturally that Dave's pick and when we get to Scott's, or even I believe my, my pick as well. But I love it. It's a great pick. Uh, if we're nothing but preposterous people and we need to have a preposterous <laughs> pick on the, the PPR. Yeah. So uh, if I could give you a bonus point for, for being preposterous, I would, but one point, but again, with that said, love it. Bum, ba, da, da, dun, dun, dun. So good. <laughs> Kev, I, I gotta say, I loved every selection today. This is a really hard one for me. But you're gonna get my three points. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, Miss Little Little Meat Regis like misdirection there. Always fun. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna break. I think I give you one. The last two episodes. This is this is a three for me. It the rivalry is over. The rivalry is over. Give each other three think- points. <laughs> Love it. Going back to our roots, Kev. I feel like yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like the first conversation we ever had might have been there's like a fifty percent chance it was about like Nick Van Exel. Yes. We uh we brought, yes. we bonded about nineties basketball back in the day. Oh, yeah. And uh for good reason, those were some golden years, and this song brings back some some golden memories. And I just think it's it's as good as any instrumental um TV intro you can think of. The others that came to mind for me were The Office, you know, is is a great one. And uh, on the sports side of things, it wasn't uh, designed to be a uh, for television. So I don't think it necessarily qualifies. But the Olympic fanfare and theme by John Williams that they use all the time on all the NBC yeah. coverage to me, similarly, yeah, similarly a vibe, yeah. you know, dun, 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 dun. Um, very, very compelling stuff. <laughs> Yes, definitely. But uh, yeah, it's it's all rise. It just uh, and literally as a kid, I don't think I when this song used to come on, I would like stand up like I couldn't I couldn't yeah. sit down. I was so excited to watch like Patrick Ewing and and uh, Michael Jordan go head to head. So did you uh, think it was so, the national anthem when you were young? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for England? Maybe, I don't know. For England. Yes. God save the queen. Um, it's it's funny because uh, scott you mentioned in the 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 grindstone about how difficult it is to watch network television now because of all the commercials um and this brings me back to just the time when i was so excited to have like any nba game on because like you just that that was the game like that was the game Mm -hmm. of the week sort of thing and you didn't have all these options like you couldn't have you know, uh, league pass or the NBA network or whatever else to kind of just watch whatever game you wanted. It was, that was the game. And that was what you're going to sit down and watch because that was on And this theme signified that that was, 
that's what was coming on. And I used to also stand Dave. I think I used to get so excited when I heard that song. Cause I was like, all right, basketball's coming on. Like this is going to be hell. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You only get to see Hersey Hawkins, you know, uh, once <laughs> yeah. or twice a year, you read his box score every day, of course, in the newspaper, right. we grew up so long ago now, but yeah, so uh, only get to <laughs> see him in the flesh a couple times. Yep. I think I'm, I, I land in uh, I'm going to give the one point. I think That's I fair. land in, in Paul's, idea not to bring this conversation down if this if we were talking like best sports like song or something like that i think this would crush it i think it would absolutely crush it i just i'm curious and and maybe our listeners will prove us wrong and maybe they will because a majority of them are kev's friends but uh (laughs) like if if we just said okay best tv theme songs i don't know if people would associate like at first i didn't even associate i was literally thought you were talking i was like what show are you talking about like it didn't even click to me that that could be can categorize as a TV theme song for whatever reason. Um, so that's why, but I, I think that's it's, fair. it's fantastic. Awesome. Oh, that was good. I'm, I got, I got, got, got respect anyways. I'm happy yeah. about that. And you, st- I mean, overall, I think you still beat Dave on the, on the, on the scorers <laughs> table. So it's all good. Yep. All good. But things could change. We still got plenty more to, to talk about. Uh, up next on the PPR is a song from a show that broke the mold for many 90s sitcoms. It launched the career of a rapper turned actor into superstardom. And it's a song that every kid in the 90s and probably their parents know all the lyrics to. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. And this was my selection, gentlemen. Now, this is a PPR all about theme songs. I wanted to make a defense that wasn't too long. So I'd like to take a minute as you listen right here to talk about a little show called The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. In Southwest Brooklyn, I was born and raised in the schoolyard is where I spent most of my days, but sometimes I'd be inside to stay real cool and watch some TV after I had school. And for a couple of hours, it'd be real good to watch a show about a family from a rich neighborhood. But it's this one little aspect that I'd like to make clear. The show's song is one of the best things about Bel Air. I mean, there's Will Smith, the coolest of his day, wearing baggy clothes and shades in his way, rapping to us about how he likes to kick it. And the first time I watched, I said, I can really dig it. First time, I think, a show used hip-hop with a cool beat and rhymes it made for a real bop. Is this what shows of my generation would be like? Hmm, this might be all right. But wait, there's a song. There's the song plus the throne, graffiti and all that. And this Will Smith Prince guy is one cool cat. He's got his outfit with his sideways hat. And what about the hop and the head roll as he stands on the welcome mat? And he also whistles for that cab, a moment we old all hold dear you know the one with the license plate and the dice in the mirror the hollywood sign in the background is real clear and this just adds to the legend of the fresh prince of bel-air i sing along to the song like i was seven or eight and it was will smith who taught me the phrase smell you later that's why he's the king and the song is too i hope my defense was good because now i'm through wow you know i've I've clapped for you on the pod before, Scott. It doesn't always come through with my microphone, so I'm trying to clap real close to it. But I, I have to, uh, I have to try. 
to get that applause through because that, that was worthy of it. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Um, thank you. Um, I, I same thing with with uh, Cheers, and I'll, I'd like to hear what you guys think. It's hard for me to disassociate the song with like like you know the head thing that was like my and like he does the the hop with his hand out and everything like, like that a yeah. <laughs> and then like the funny like the the woman dressed up as his mom and it's like a granny and then like whoever's like the cop like wagon is and then like how he gets beat up in like the most comedic way it's just yes. it's just so good it's so good the fresh prince was such a great great show and that's a great song and i i really do think like people of a certain generation can hear it and know most of the words. And so that's why I think it's, it's awesome. Oh, it's a millennial touchdown for sure. Scotty, am I going to have to fill in your defense for you? You forgot to mention, this is also full circle for you from our yes. pilot. Cause this was your pick of a best comedy show. So I did, I did. Um, Clearly you feel yes. passionate about the, the Prince. And not, this m- not my Prince, your Prince. Yes. But. Not your Prince, my Prince. <laughs> different now my prince. prince is a proud citizen of england yes you're, you're talking <laughs> about prince edward or something yeah oh god not not prince andrew though no no no, 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 no. <laughs> all right the, to put the, the wheels back on the track um i think it is similar to cheers in a few ways scott um there's the association that you could or do have with the visual intro or the show itself but i also think what I said for Cheers holds through. I don't think you you need that because it does stand by itself. It's probably uh, an extra oomph if you do, but I'm sure there's thousands of people that recognize, maybe even know every lyric without watching a single episode or ever seeing the theme on TV because it's that good. It's just, it's a great song. It's a theme yeah. song, of, of course, but it's a great song by itself. Will Smith is the man, uh, as Dave can attest, the Will Smith stand of the pod. Um, I don't regret locking style. my three. My three is locked, but this is an extremely strong two points. Iconic pop culture theme, definitely on the Mount Rushmore. Scott, I'm going to piggyback right off of Paul and say it's going to be a, a strong two for me as well. So I just feel like, okay, if, if Ron Ball Rock was the best uh, instrumental TV show theme song to me. This is the best like storytelling TV show mm-hmm. theme song to me. You know, you have classics. Like I feel like uh, storytelling TV show theme intros peaked in like the seventies. You have like Gilligan's Island and uh, mm-hmm. the Brady Bunch. And even before that, you had like Green Acres, which by the way, has the most misogynistic conclusion of all time. <laughs> you are my wife. So I'll do what you say. Um, basically how that concludes, but uh, enjoyable song musically, but not as good as the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, I also love the, the omitted lyrics, right? From most, uh, yes. I think just like the pilot, oh, they showed the yeah. extended version. And then from there on in, he just went from being in Philadelphia to hailing a cab in front of the Hollywood sign. They took out, you know, the flight and the yeah. OJ in first class and all that. And that's like a, a it was a charming oddity, uh, which I enjoyed. The reason I, okay, the reason I decided I had to come up with some sort of logic, some sort of demerit to give you. Yes. And the demerit I decided on is that, yes, I am a huge TJ Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince fan. I ordered their back catalog like online when I was a kid. Uh, I was a weird kid. But um, I, I think this song, uh, for a lot of people, it misrepresents, uh, you know, uh, a great back catalog of music. The music's better than this. This is a fun TV show intro, but, uh, you know, go back and listen to 
and in this corner, the, the last album that was released before this TV show debuted. It's probably their weakest album as a duo, but uh, still had some great tracks. Check out Jazzy's Groove, the incredible uh, turntablism and sampling by Jeff Towns. Then She Bit Me, a thousand times funnier than anything found in this, any punchline in this song. Anyways, uh, that was my... <laughs> That was my facile logic to downgrade this to a two, but a two with uh, with great respect for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. How did you not mention? I think I could beat Mike Tyson when you mentioned in in this. Oh, <laughs> it's a great song. Fantastic! That was the lead single. It's, um, uh, check out the music video, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mentioned in the grindstone about how uh, the uh, exposition in the Wonder Years, like kind of like took a little too long for me and kind of like uh, sold the episode down. And it kind of, once you got past all that, you really hit the sort of the ground running. This show took all of that out because they put all the exposition in the theme song. Yeah. Um, uh, once you just hear the theme song and you, and you kind of internalize it, it's like, Oh, that's what the show's about. Like, um, all right, cool. We can just, you can just go from here. Um, which I think was kind of a cool way they did it. And Dave made mention of the fact that that was a very common thing uh, back in the seventies um, came obviously less common as, as times moved on here. Um, I'm going to give it two points. Uh, the, the cheers theme song, I think is, is just like, I don't know, a little bit more. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. And a little bit, a little bit more something. Um, <laughs> Think of, couldn't think of the word there, uh, but uh, je ne sais yeah. Quoi. yeah, something like that. Um, I was just chalking up to je ne sais quoi if you're not je ne sais quoi. Um, about how I, you know, why the splitting hairs between those two songs. Um, and so I'm gonna give it give it my two points. Um, really good, really good pick. Um, yeah, well done. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. Um, obviously, there. I mean, there's. Oh my god, there's so much. There, there's so much TV to watch, but there's just so much to even. What where we where do you think was a, a close second for your choices or or what would be some honorable mentions that could make the list should we ever do a part two or something like that? What do you guys Oof, think? We definitely could. Uh, I have a few. This could be a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like because you uh, could there's like so many subcategories. Yeah, too. there oh, really yeah. are. Um, I have 90210, The Sopranos, Succession, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Hey mm-hmm. Arnold. I was Pete, gonna say Pete and Pete. Yep. And Batman oh, the Animated Series. That's a solid The one. Adventures of Pete and Pete. That song solid is one. great. Hey, Sandy by Polaris, I believe is the name of the band. Yeah. I believe. It's on my phone right now. What am I talking <laughs> about? You ordered that Stuff. back catalog too? <laughs> if um, only. If only. I just downloaded it off LimeWire. That was my, th- <laughs> that was my thought, um, that we could have a whole animated section of this. Because, you know, mm. like The Simpsons. Yep. Um, you could probably argue, I mean, some people would argue South Park, um, Rugrats. Um, there's just so many, I mean, Dave, I mean, uh, that you could probably do a whole thing on the Rugrats. If you want <laughs> I, to. I surely could. I um, surely could. <laughs> what else? <laughs> yeah. Law and order, maybe. I, I mean, it, law yeah. and order. That's pretty oh, iconic boom, too, right? Do, Talk do, about do, iconic. Do. Yeah. Another, another song that has no lyrics to it. Yeah, um, true. Very true. Very true. And that's another song. Very different from Cheers. It doesn't give you that necessarily feeling of warmth, but it does something to you, right? It it's like great. You into the, the mindset of great. that show. Yeah. yeah. Um, we used to play a game uh, like in my house, like what channel can my sister find Law and Order on? Because Law and Order is on like a thousand different channels due to reruns and she could just nail it. She could always find my, it somewhere. Yeah. It's my going to bed show. I always put on Law and Order as, I, uh, as I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Um, Couple, couple quick ones from me. Um, couple ones that, uh, that I think we have to mention just because they're they're pretty well known. Uh, the Adams Family, 
Everybody knows that one. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy Days. Mm, oh. Great one. Solid um, choice. Friends, obviously, is uh, is uh, is up there, too. The yep. one that I came closest to uh, um, that I didn't pick was uh, Family Matters. That's a good um, one. Which has a great, great, great theme song. Uh, yes. Very close to, to, to sort of picking that one. So I got to mention it in the honorable mentions. And while we're in... It's a rare condition. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I think we have to, while we're mentioning the Family Matters theme song, we have to just shout out Full House and Step by Step, which were both sung by the same fellow, Jesse Frederick. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the great singer-songwriters of our time. The Jesse Frederick? He wrote and sang the songs for each of those three TGIF shows with like the same yellow font over the opening credit. Yeah. Did you guys see a few years ago? He did. Uh, he actually like wrote a song for the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in that style, and they did. Uh, oh, really? But that sounds like a thing that Jimmy would do. Sort of a viral thing. Yeah, his voice is. Uh, it's taking a turn for the worse. Oh, years, guys. I hate to say it. <laughs> sure. Look at it. Look it up on uh, on the YouTube's. It's a little pitchy dog. In uh, to borrow the phraseology of Randy Jackson. Anyways, um, okay. Couple that I wrote down. Uh, Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, mm. solid. Come on. Uh, you know what I really like is uh, the Scrubs uh, song, yep. Superman. I like the full track, too. The full yes. song by Laszlo Band. Very good. Uh, going, going back many decades from Scrubs, Mr. Ed from your uh, your Nick at Night Youth, if you remember that one. Poetry oh, notes. Yeah. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And no one can talk to a horse, of course. And it goes on from there. So good. Uh, all right. And then <laughs> just a couple more. Uh, my two favorite, like, smooth easy listening songs from my childhood uh who's the boss brand new life brand new life around the bend very good uh growing pains as long as we got each other incredible, oh yeah incredible <laughs> duet <laughs> and uh finally two classics by uh alt rock bands from the 90s which i have a soft spot for malcolm in the middle boss of me Yep. Just a great song capturing the the like uh, feeling of adolescence. And lastly, uh, you guys know I'm a sucker for anything with very specific location. The Drew Carey Show. The Presidents of the United oh, States sure. of America. Cleveland Rocks. Yep. That song rocks. That whole album rocks. Pure Frosting. Great name for an album as well. So, uh, yeah, those are my honorables. Which one, one, that, one quick one that I, I was remiss in not naming before. Um, Gavin DeGraw, One Tree Hill. Um, mm. Oh, sure. I want to be. Yeah, There's I was, like, I was trying to I was trying to leave off like actual songs that existed outside of TV shows, but or yeah, like those prior are great. prior yeah. to the TV show, like Gilmore Girls, Carol King. Correct. Yeah. yeah, that's if anyone was wondering why I didn't say that, that would be why. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's I don't know. Like I, I those songs obviously got got bigger because, because of, of those show. shows. Yeah, they so did. it's sort of like a. Um, not a chicken, not a chicken and the egg, because we know which one came first. But like they <laughs> yeah. became, they became more more well known due to uh, and maybe oh, sure, became yeah. such a big song. Um, the OC too also has a great uh, California yeah. great song, Phantom Planet, Phantom, baby, Phantom Planet. Yeah. Chase By the way, Scott, you chimed in with the uh, uh, shoot the Dawson's Creek song there. Yeah. Did you see that they finally got rights to throw that on all the streaming? Uh, oh, I didn't know that. The streaming okay. services. Yeah, Thank they had God. a replacement song in there from the later oh, wow. seasons. Brutal. Uh, for years yeah, and finally that song yeah. was terrible yeah i hate it, that song by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah what the actual one or the, the other one? Oh no that 
Probably both, I'm guessing. Both. I actually, it, as a real song, I hate that song, but that is the Dawson's Creek song. Yeah. And, and the one they did, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was like, Kev, uh, you good. probably know, season three? Does that sound right that they, they put the new one in? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah Paula, they, Paula Cole did the Paula original, Cole, think, yeah. Yes, yeah, original, yeah. Right? yeah, but the other one blows. Yeah, they're both, yeah, they're both not good. Nobody wanted to pick a Masterpiece Theater or anything like that? <laughs> nobody, nobody had that one. <laughs> The Muppet not... Show is a great one too. Yeah, oh, true. Muppet Show is a good, good one. call. Yeah, Great American Hero. Yeah, go back to old when shows. um, you know, it's funny, Dave. Real quick, and then we'll obviously we'll get to get to Paul. When I was a um a young man, and I thought I lived in Spain, I uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had no idea. Got a laugh out of me. Yeah. I had no idea. Happy Days was not the time, like like that, that it was a period piece right that that was yeah. actually a period piece like i was like oh right. no that came out in insert whenever the years that they're living in and yeah. i didn't realize it was like after the fact like right like obviously ron howard was still on the andy griffith show when like when yes taking place right so it was, or not like, even the andy griffith show is another like somewhat oh uh, was well, antiquated yeah, right. show because it was on yeah, the yeah, 60s yeah. right yeah. that sort of harkened so back i had no era. yeah it took me like well into my adult years to be like oh that's that's also like a nostalgic show too i didn't realize that so there you go yeah all right well we have one more to go and i think it's it's i think this is a fantastic one to uh to discuss and obviously to end our our little conversation on uh and it's really for three things it's wholesome it's entertaining and it's educational Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. Those are just some of the words to describe this all-time classic children's show theme song. There may be butterflies in the sky, but I have butterflies in my stomach in anticipation of this defense of this great song. Paul, take it away. As you selected Reading Rainbow, talk to us about it. All right, gentlemen, last choice of the last PPR season two. I'm going to keep it very light because that's what this theme was. It was just very light. It was very airy. The show was on for 23 years. There were three different variations of the original theme, but the original theme was on from 83 to 98. That is a generation of youth growing up that I'm sure once you hear that synth dancing, I'm not even going to try to vocally recreate it, but you just feel good. It's so good. Um, Steve Horlick, I would gather, is the only uh, Emmy-nominated member of our conversation today. So shout to him. And he's, he, he, one of his first times using this specific type of synthesizer that I'm not going to pronounce because uh, I don't know enough about that minutia of uh, music, but so good. And the vocal stylings of Tina Fabrique, so good. It Again, it just makes you feel good. Her voice is angelic. And gentlemen, may I just read the lyrics to you? Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book, A Reading Rainbow. I can go anywhere with friends to know and ways to grow. A reading rainbow. I can be anything. Just take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. That is motivational. That is wholesome. 
what what kid wouldn't watch the show, listen to the theme, and think, my God, let me read. I'm going to read a book after I watch LeVar Burton. And I could be a doctor. I could be an athlete. I could be a president. If I put my mind to it and I listen to the heart of this show's theme song, I can do anything. And that's beautiful. And the theme song is beautiful. And that's why it's my choice. Buddy, I, I have no that. idea how I'm giving you one point. I'm so sorry. It's so good. It's a crime. It is a crime. I agree. Uh, just the soaring way that I can go anywhere is sung is just, uh, it'll make your spirit sing. It's so good. Uh, but if I had to, you know, I have to like come up with a reason to give you demerits to borrow again, your term, Paul, uh, to justify the one point. I'm going to say, if we're bringing this into categories, again, the instrumental for Kev's pick, the storytelling for Scott's pick, this is the only uh, category where I feel like the nomination is not the best in the category. And that's because in the world of children's television, I got to give it up to my man, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> Fred Rogers, timeless, gentle invitation to neighborliness is just uh, hard to beat, but so is this. So again, can't believe I'm giving it one point. Sorry, buddy, but you still win the season. So I'll, I'll take it. There you go. <laughs> you do, you do still win the season. Um, yeah, you're you're up against two two all time classics there, Paul. Sorry, buddy. I got to give you one just because again, Cheers and, and Fresh Prince. Also, just for the record, John Tesh nominated for two Emmys. I was gonna say. Uh, oh, man. my apologies, yeah. my apologies. Yeah, uh, and has All won right. six six sports Emmys, um, which I didn't okay. really know was a thing for his music, but the Spammies, of course. No. And <laughs> also, I just want to interject that Gary Portnoy was nominated for an Emmy in 1983 for where everybody knows I pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> You so, gaslit us. Okay. <laughs> Thought it would so, work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Paul, just like, the tough luck of the draw here. Uh, up against two, two all-time classics. Reading Rainbow is an all-time classic as well. Um, brings me back to elementary school. We used to watch the episodes um, in class sometimes. Um, but unfortunately, one point. Can't believe I'm giving it one point because it's, it's a banger. But only one. You got two points for me, pal. I Thank mean, you, brother. So good. Another one where I can kind of um, visualize the animation in the title sequence as well. Um, and just like, you know, things coming out of the book and your imagination running wild. And and yeah, an awesome, awesome premise. Kind of like, the, I'm sure they do make shows like this nowadays, but obviously you have to kind of reach a different kind of generation. Like I can't imagine little kids now like being as engrossed by something like that um unless like i i, I don't know i you would have to reach i think people would want to watch something as wholesome and education and you just have to do it in a little bit of a different way but i, I yeah reading rainbow was so much fun i love yeah I, mean, that. I think kids are still watching like sesame street but now it's just all paw patrol and well it's a lot of it know. is cart like that 3d pixar-y kind of animation as opposed yeah. to like the simple kind of the cells and like the flipping kind of stuff. Wishbone was another one that kind of popped into my, like, I don't know if they can make shows like this anymore. Didn't they, didn't LeVar Burton try to reboot? I think uh, he did. Reading that Rainbow? rings a bell. That's or he tried to right? do, like crowdfund a reboot or something like that. Um, and like all of us, like we would watch reading Rainbow now in our thirties, but I don't know if like kids would, but it was such a good moment in time. It's a great song. And I can't believe I'm going to reference jimmy fallon for a second time on this pod because i'm not really a fan of jimmy fallon for a variety of reasons but 
Although his Boston, when he was on SNL, that, I loved him and Rachel Dratch as like the Boston couple. Sully and Denise. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but on his show, he did, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Fallon. He did uh, Jim Morrison singing the yes. Reading yeah. Rainbow song. Yep. That's hilarious. That is really good. Um, it was very good. good. Um, but anyway, with me giving it two points, uh, Paul, with regrets, you're going to be in fourth place. Uh, fourth, yeah, last place with four points. Okay. Um, Kev is rounding out third Ooh, see what i did there oh, with five yeah um uh you know fresh twos across the board this is terrible with six and look at you <laughs> cheers to you dave nine points you get nine, <laughs> nine points uh and you get to strut your stuff in the winner's circle and we'll, we'll gentlemen do we want to do we want a final scoreboard check on the season sure sure that's fine can you do the math that fast i, I say i'm brilliant that's what wow. you get when you watch reading rainbow as a kid <laughs> there you go yeah Come on. all right so david even with the uh the enjoyable finale finish for you fourth place with regrets 29 and a half mr dugan 37 points in third scotty 43 we made it tight uh, and I did finish on top with 44 and a half. Ooh, wow. How about that? Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Let's see how Dave fares in the hot seat. All right, well, here we are coming towards the end of our show and the end of our second season, and we've crowned a winner of the PPR, and that winner is Dave. But Dave, heavy indeed, is the head that wears the crown, and so you get the bragging rights, but we're also going to put you in the hot seat. Let's spin our wheel of morality to prove whether you're the real deal or just another paper champion. Let's give that a spin. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. All right. Well, this week's game is elevator pitch, and we are going to bend the rules a little bit to elevator pitch. But basically, this idea of theme songs, we want you to kind of pitch us what you think would be. I swallowed a bug. Uh, what you think <laughs> the theme song would be um, for a, a make believe show that we've just created. We're going to give you the genre. We're going to give you the location. And we'll give you a couple of voice actors to kind of help you get the tone. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we'll take it. Paul, uh, we'll go in reverse score order here. So, Paul, why don't you start with what, wh how you're going to frame this? Hey, buddy. The show is going to be a cartoon drama. <laughs> really? Another cartoon drama? <laughs> yeah. Kev, uh, <laughs> where, what, you're, you have location? Where is this yeah, all taking Yeah, I, I do have location. Dave, this, this should be very, very familiar to you, um, it's in your home country of England, after <laughs> all. Um, so we're going to go with uh, the post-industrial uh, city of Birmingham, England. Wow. A cartoon drama in post-industrial, where again? Birmingham, England. Come on. Birmingham. It's right around the corner from your, your house. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and naturally, course. when we think of, of the Brits, the Brits, uh, we think of voice actors like H. John Benjamin, Wanda Sykes. Uh, I have an Australian one for you, Nicole Kidman. 
<laughs> and I'm supposed to give an elevator pitch for the, for the TV show theme song for this for this show. Paint us the picture. Paint yeah. you the picture. Yeah, okay. Whether it's like, how is it going to sound visually? What's it going to look like? All that good stuff. How's it going to sound? Well, I want it to have similar to uh, the picks we talked about today, sort of a, a signature instrumental uh, opening. It sort of like comes in after the last line of, di- line of dialogue in the cold open and it snaps you in uh, kind of an old school format. Not like these shows that, you know, just have title cards now don't have the full the full opening sequence. We want uh, we want to come in. And it's going to be like a like a, a guitar, a couple of guitar chords with, with a lot of reverb, reverb, atmospheric like. And uh, somehow we've gotten, you know, we've gotten to do this. Some A couple of your favorite artists. We're going to get uh, the Gallagher brothers together to sing this they've song. Reunited <laughs> for the first they've time. Reunited, they've reunited to do the theme song for a cartoon drama. What else? Set in post-industrial Birmingham. Uh, why wouldn't they? It's an offer. They couldn't refuse. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it starts off with those, uh, those atmospheric chords. And I'm picturing the opening is... Uh, is in in black and white now i'm just locking into the cheers thing but uh <laughs> it's black and white and uh there's sort of uh it's br- it's brief maybe it's like uh, i don't know four two like four line stanzas <laughs> <laughs> four minutes a nice brief four minute intro uh no it's like <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, it's just a full electric version of Wonderwall. <laughs> you four <laughs> stanzas, and it's gonna be um, it's gonna be uh, uh, sort of like like uh, uh, think of like Champagne Supernova, just sort of like mm. oblique uh, uh, imagery that uh, you know the Gallagher brothers say that they don't know what it means because they were super high when they wrote it. That sort of thing. Uh, and that's that's what you gotta have. You gotta have uh, sort of like stoner poetry for a cartoon drama. Love it. <laughs> Set in post- I gotta have it. Birmingham. I, I, this is fantastic. That this was a tough one that we gave you, and you, yeah, you knocked it out of the ballpark. I think we gotta call oh, up you. Dan Harmon and and get this show. Yeah, what's greenlit? <laughs> you know that Rick and Morty show. We got something better. <laughs> Post-industrial yeah. Birmingham. Birmingham. How much um, tom and weed do you have? We're gonna pitch yeah. it. <laughs> have you heard of the Gallagher brothers? Okay. Well, well done, Dave. Thank you everybody for, for listening and supporting us and liking us and commenting on the socials and all that good stuff. We hope uh, you had, uh, you know, we hope you enter- we entertained you here this week. We hope um, you learned a few things like how John Pesh was uh, on entertainment tonight and left himself uh, uh, basically a voicemail uh, for this wonderful song. Um, we, we hope that you learn that music can be like comfort food, as Dave said, and how Dave once thought he lived in the country of England. Um, but Dave <laughs> is our winner. Uh, so Dave, you get the final word on this week's episode on the season two finale, and you get to pick a song to play us out. So the floor is yours. Sure. So, you know, at the close of the season, I just want to thank you guys for, you know, having the idea to do this podcast in the first place, having the ambition to put this thing together. It's been a blast. Uh, thank you, in the words of the Golden Girls, for, uh, for being a friend. And, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in every week or however often you, you actually tune in uh, to hear the foolish things we have to say, the things that th- this fool here believes. So, you know, we're going to finish off. We're going to close this episode with What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. 
And uh, in the words of the dad from uh, from the Wonder Years, uh, stay cool, everybody.